It's time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? Nice I'm, to talk to you. Yeah, nice to have you back too. So let's talk about the markets. What's been going on? Yeah, you know, markets continue to move lower today ahead of the uh, release of the Fed March uh, meeting. Um, and we're going to be seeing kind of, uh, you know, what they're disclosing. Are they more aggressive in terms of raising rates, um, you know, higher and faster? And at the next meeting, I mean, there's hints and signals that they're going to be raising by half uh, half a point at that meeting. And so the question is, is, you know, how long does that go on for and what what is the impact to the overall economy? And when you're looking at the indices year to date right now, uh, the U.S. indices are still down five to 10 percent year to date. Canada is holding up a, a heck of a lot better, up two and a half percent year to date. So markets are still struggling to make sense of uh, the war, higher interest rates, inflation, uh, and as well, the focus will be on earnings in coming weeks. And and again, when you see some of this volatility, it's not a time to just run for the hills and cash out your portfolio because you hear all uh, kind of the news coming from all different areas right now. Uh, but it is important to make shifts in the portfolio, right? And for example, adding more uh, value plays or defensive type names, um, even staples at this time. So, uh, you know, and again, commodities uh, continue to do well. So when you think of agriculture and energy and copper and things like that over the last few weeks have, have continued to um, move higher. And so again, there are areas in the market that are uh, still doing well. So when you, you know, when I'm talking about markets are down five to 10%, that's the general market. That doesn't mean it has to be your portfolio, right? And so that's something that you should be taking a look at. Um, you know, a lot of our portfolios are actually moving positive on the year because of the shifts that we've made early on to make sure that we're focusing on the right sectors for the current environment. Right. Do you feel that these interest rate hikes or even the, the concern of them, is that having uh, any kind of a dampening effect overall? It, for sure it is. Uh, you know, um, investors worry that if rates move higher too quickly, uh, that it's going to have a negative effect on the economy, right? And eventually it will. Uh, eventually, usually the Fed does make a mistake and they move rates too high. Uh, and uh, again, that kind of puts a noose around the economy and then you have uh, things uh, kind of move in the wrong direction and, and slow down. And so that's something that we'll be watching. But like Deutsche Bank just put out a statement saying, you know, when do they expect a recession to happen? You know, the big dreaded R word. I mean, that's like, uh, they're talking 2024 and 2025. I mean, that's, uh, you know, not just a year from now, but years from now. So again, when people are talking about an inverted yield curve and so on, uh, these are things to obviously take note of, but they're not uh, reasons to panic. And, and the same goes for higher interest rates. We've been at low interest rates for so long coming out of this pandemic. It's only normal uh, that they have to raise them. And again, the, you know, the other side to this is inflation. We need to get inflation under control. Uh, you know, as consumers, as we all are, we can't uh, continue to see uh, the price of goods rise the way that they have in the past year. So the goal is to see lower inflation. You know, there's talk that in the U.S. possibly we could see inflation maybe just over 5%, 5 percent, five and a half by September of this year if they continue to increase rates throughout the year. So again, this is uh, there's a lot of different moving parts to this market. There really always is. It's just there's a lot of kind of fear talk uh, out there right, right now. Sentiment is kind of negative, uh, but that can change very quickly. So again, you know, you got to stay on your toes or your financial advisor does. That's certainly true. Uh, what about the situation with oil? And how is that? How's the higher price there impacting things? Yeah, you know, oil peaked uh, back at $130 a barrel. Uh, that was around March 8th, I, I believe. 
and we're currently around 102, 103. So, you know, that relieved investors uh, to some degree, right? Um, you know, just with the thought of inflation and high high gas prices. And you just think, again, I mean, are you going to go buy a new pair of pants or are you going to fill up your tank of gas, right? Uh, and, and that's the thing. And that's how it affects the economy and companies, especially consumer discretionary companies. Uh, those are some uh, that were hit the hardest when oil prices were really uh, rising quickly. And so now that it's settled back at just over $100 a I mean, we want to see oil back under $100, I would say, uh, to relieve that impact to the economy and to families. Because again, if you're living uh, paycheck to paycheck or month to month, uh, this increase in, in oil and subsequently gas prices is going to have a huge uh, impact to your family. And so again, we'd like to see that come down a bit. That may also uh, kind of relieve the Fed uh, and the Bank of Canada possibly to not be as aggressive with increasing rates going forward, which in turn would make investors happy. So again, <laughs> like I said, a lot of moving parts and, and also Russia-Ukraine, right? I mean, yeah. that's a, obviously a main situation too. And, and where that goes from here and, you know, can they reach some sort of an agreement in the future that would also change the direction of the markets. And lastly, earnings season, right, is picking up steam. And, you know, if a lot of companies beat expectations, that's going to be very positive for companies. So, again, uh, you know, you got to pick and choose your sectors and the companies that you're in right now, for oh, sure. Okay. let's. You mentioned families there, too. And I'm sure some, some families are thinking about doing this. I've heard this discussed among parents, too, and that is giving kids their inheritance a little bit early. And I'm sure there's pros and cons to that. For sure there are. And, and many Canadians want to... Um, you know, uh, spend retirement, uh, you know, happily and, and spend their money. But really, a lot of the focus is about estate planning, making sure their family uh, receives a certain amount or whatever's left is left. And and the question then kind of goes to if, if people have more money than they're going to spend in their lifetime, which many do, uh, you know, there is that question, should I be gifting um, inheritance uh, to adult children or grandchildren early. And I, I, I almost have this conversation, uh, I would say on a weekly basis um, with many clients, because the, the question is, what is the you know, the benefits of that. Well, there's a positive impact. You're seeing your family uh, use some of that money that you've worked so hard to save. And a lot of people are helping their adult children break into the Vancouver housing market, right? So I me, mean, as you know, how oh, expensive yes. it's, it's become. And, and so still with that conversation, I'm going, okay, that, that's a great idea, but is it the right time to be, you know, buying a bunch of Vancouver real estate right now when rates are going up? So again, that is the conversation that I have with people uh, when we're discussing the benefits. Um, of course, there can be financial benefits to yourself as well. Uh, you know, it can reduce uh, your taxes on um, an annual basis as well and possibly reduce estate taxes in the future if you're getting it off your kind of balance sheet into uh, your adult children. Um, you know, reducing the potential for family conflict over your estate after you pass. That's, a, that's also important to talk about because if you're going to early gift to one child, you have to ensure you early gift to other children because, um, you know, if that's found out later on uh, after you pass, that can cause conflict. And I've seen that happen. And, and again, you're helping children or adult children, um, sorry, grandchildren or adult children when they need it most, right? And that can also be and have a positive impact uh, on yourself and your family. And so some of those ways to help funding education costs, 
uh, for grandchildren, helping adult children purchase property, as I said, uh, giving the next generation an early inheritance to start a business. That's another one I've seen. Uh, taking family on vacations. Um, and again, I, I see that that's usually not a version of um, kind of early gifting, mm-hmm. but it's a way to kind of spend m- money that you, you know, again, more than you have in your lifetime uh, and a way to create experiences with your family. That's always a good idea too. Listen, Lori, thank you. Thanks so much, Timmy. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. She's a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly, 605-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.